Southern Vanguard Radio, this is DJ John Doe, and to the right of me is my man, Lord Chino. Lord Chino. Lord Tulane Chino. (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure to meet everyone tonight. How is everyone doing tonight? What happened to, uh, what happened to Cappuccino Meeks? I'm, I'm drinking a fine IPA with it's been infused with pineapple tonight. <laughs> <Infused> with pineapple. <laughs> I'm a lord. <laughs> You're a lord. All right. Amongst <laughs> lords. <laughs> yes. Meeks, how are you, my friend? And I'm good, man. Trying to stay cool, homie. I know. You know, I've had this. Uh, I've had the the old uh, Southern Vanguard AC in here cranking since about four o'clock. It ain't doing and it shit. Ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's a nice momentary breeze. Yeah, I know. And that's about all you get. I know. So um I had to get that other ceiling fan going. You know, we were uh we were talking last week and the week before about how nice it was in Atlanta and how just wonderful it was and I think I, think I need summer. to service that joint, man. I ain't got the Freon in the van tonight. <laughs> I would crack that bitch open and spray Freon R twenty two all in that motherfucker. <laughs> Not tonight. That shit didn't take Freon though, does it? <laughs> it's an air conditioner. It's got to. You think so? What is it? Ammonia in that motherfucker? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it does need Freon. No shit. There's two penguins shitting in that. Uh, there might be. Nah. There man. might be. You never know. Nah, we. Gonna, I didn't we hear that. To, that. That thing was here when I moved in here. Yeah, we're gonna have to look into that. That needs work. That's no not good. right. Nah, it's no that's good. No bueno. All right. Indeed. Uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it's over now. It's over. <laughs> Back in corporate America tomorrow, <laughs> bright and early. Yay me. Yay you. Fuck. Teeth and all, right? <laughs> no teeth at all. Nah, no teeth man. at all. I'd Showing be, no teeth at work. I'd be ice grilling in the office, man. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, yeah. you are the right of me tonight, which means we actually have an in-studio guest, which yes. is always a momentous and a special affair. But Uh-oh. before we get into that... He almost got locked up. Almost got locked up. <laughs> Marietta Police almost showed up. It's true. But, uh... Anywho, before we get into that, we actually have somebody on the phone with us as well. This this is actually unique. We have not done this before. This so is the first. We're going to see how this goes. Um, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast because you're fans of the two gentlemen we have on the phone and in studio with us tonight, then welcome. Uh, we do this every Tuesday and Thursday. So every Tuesday is a mixed show. Greatest, latest hip-hop joints cut up, sliced up. Like they should be done, like it should be done. Mm-hmm. Meeks and I popping shit, yeah. just having a good time, drinking bourbon, beer, basically getting drunk on a Sunday night and playing yeah. hip hop right And recording it. Yeah, and recording <laughs> it. On Thursdays, we have an interview session with uh, Hip Hop's Finest, whether it be MC, a DJ, uh, managers, yep. uh, behind producers, the scenes people. behind the scenes people, groupies. It's really a good time. Yep. We have not had groupies on yet. We need to ma- we need to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so make sure so you hold check up, that hold out. That means we we drop twice a week. That means we drop twice, twice a week. Twice a week. Wow. Tuesdays and Thursday. Every Imagine Tuesday that. morning, every Thursday morning, you wake up and there's something new in your feed. Who does that? To listen to. Not, not very many people. Yeah. So uh, make sure and check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, MixCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Mm-hmm. We also have a number of other platforms that we're feeding this content to. Yeah. Makes you really good at rattling all these guys off. I always forget them. I mean, you got, you got ATLHipHop.com, uh, Return to Boom Bap Radio, WRBB. Soul Public Radio out on the West Coast. Shout out to X-Row from the VJC. Yes, 
Yes, sir. And I am classic hip hop raw radio right yes, here in ATL. Ho. You got it. Yeah. All right. Um, and yeah, if, if you want to redistribute this, uh, it's real simple. We just hand off an RSS feed to you. Yeah. So let us know if you want to repurpose this somewhere. We're always uh, down for spreading the word. Yeah. Uh, in other manners, any way we can. <laughs> let us change your life. And with that, <laughs> Dylan and Peyton Locke. Ayo. Whoa. Top of the food chain. What, what, what it do? What it do? Dylan, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic, man. You see I'm lobster down, head to toe. You are, Couldn't absolutely. be any better, baby Paul. Man, got the shoes and the <laughs> socks and the shorts and All that. the shirt on. Peyton got me this shirt, too. I'm wearing the watercolor joint, <laughs> P. I'm representing <laughs> fresh. You <laughs> know what I mean? And Peyton Locke. Peyton, how are you? Good, sir? I'm really, I'm really good. I'm, it's, it's, it's great to be on the phone with y'all, my buddies, man. How y'all? Everybody's doing good. I'm doing good. Hope everybody else is too. It's all good. So, where in the world are you right now, uh, Peyton? Are you uh, traversing the world? Or are you uh, are you at home? I am at my home in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, in my in my house that I'm almost finished paying for this mortgage. You know what? So it's funny. I was actually thinking about this interview this week, and I distinctly remember having a conversation with Peyton some three, four, maybe five years ago about being able to pay off his house with rap money. That's right. Man. You know it. You Did, better know it. So come on, rap listeners. Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> we almost there. We almost there. That is going to be a great moment in black rap history. I'm telling <laughs> they, you, man. You, he, paid his, <laughs> he paid his house note off. From rapidly uh, rap, I guess I won't be able to partake in that joy, man. <laughs> man, yo, y'all hey. welcome, y'all welcome. <laughs> I, I'll stay in the front room though. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton, do you remember having that conversation? You probably had that conversation with all a few the time. Yeah. I, I absolutely remember that, and uh, yeah, that that's that's my that's there's my motivation, but. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I'm here in I'm here in Jacksonville. It's a really nice, really nice night, and uh, yeah, you know. All right. You know, got the turntables turned on, and you know. Very yeah. good. That's what's up. Very good. So, uh, while we could probably have an interview session individually with the both of you, uh, how about we start off with the new LP? I think that probably makes the most sense. I mean, we we've all known cool. each other for a very, very long time. Pretty long time. I would consider it a very long time. Um, let's just start there, and I don't know, Dylan and Peyton. You guys are gonna have to figure out who's who's gonna talk and how you want to pass off. I think there's like a there is a slight delay uh, when the person on the phone okay. talks, so we, we I think we have to accommodate for that for just a touch. So, Dylan, I, why don't you kick it off, and you guys can tell us about this new LP. Word up. Well, uh, you know the new LP is called Food Chain. It's the second LP from myself and Mr. Peyton Locke. And uh, this one came out on our own label that's called Full Plate. We did it all ourselves from start to finish. And uh, yeah. and the official release date is July 1st. That's when it's going to hit stores and hit Spotify's and the iTunes's and all that. And uh, we're doing a release party for it this Wednesday, the 15th of June. So, Word. Yeah, man. Long time coming. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple years in the making. And... Uh, it was all worth the wait, man. I I know it was for me. I know it was for P too. So this is your yeah. second. This is your second album together, right, Peyton? You and Dylan. This 
This is uh, yeah, this is our second album. This is uh, a follow up to an album we put out called Studies in Hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe back in like mm, was, I don't know, oh nine maybe. Yeah, it was that, de- I don't, December sure. December oh nine is when that dropped. Okay, yes, so, sir. Yeah, so, yep, this is our follow up to that, and uh, yeah, we're we're, exci- we're really excited about it. This was yeah, I, I really. Pretty much since the last album, we've been working on this record sort of loosely. There was a lot of downtime, of course, but we've been uh, we've been working pretty pretty diligently at this record for for years, and and yeah, we pretty put it we put it out ourselves, and we're pretty excited about it. And you guys have a um, had a, had a, an announcement this past week, right? From a, as far as distribution goes, you guys got picked up, or full plate got picked yeah, up. Yeah, we what? hadn't we hadn't officially announced it yet, but we can go ahead and do it right oh, here okay. and let All this right. be the, the, so the. Oh, this is the this is going to be the official announcement. Oh yeah, yeah, we hadn't right. even we yeah. hadn't even done that yet. I feel but, special, uh, drop that shit. Yeah, homie. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> full plate did ink a deal with Fat Beats Distribution. Um, so they'll be taking care of all of our physical products nice. for as long Very as nice. uh, we got physical products, which will be <laughs> in perpetuity. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we're very excited about that worldwide. You can, you know, we won't have to be stocking them ourselves, going up into criminal records and filing them in the, in the D's and the P's and sneaking them in there. Right, yeah. right, right. So, yeah, we're hype on that. Fat That's Beast, dope. what up? That's a good look. That's right. That's, That's a great look. So this is for... Yeah, very Vinyl, CD, cassette, cassette yep. everything. Yep. You yes, sending like we? They taking like T-shirt uh, uh, orders too? Or, Not yet. Or we'll just... see how good it does. You know, <laughs> oven, the oven mix yeah. are gonna be in, in the fat beats. Too. <laughs> we ran out of those. Y'all ran out. Okay. <laughs> we are trying to get a kitchenware line. That shit started. Would be dope. I'm trying to fuck with Martha Stewart. Yeah. For all that though. Me and John working on a pet line. It's. Uh, <laughs> Choker chains and dog bowls dog and bowls, stuff like that. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, gotta diversify your. You balls. gotta do something, man. <laughs> Super uh, superstition told me a story a couple of weeks ago that inspired Meeks and I heavily, uh, especially <laughs> on the dog bowl front. But uh, that, that may be another a story for another podcast. We working on it, man. <laughs> True. <laughs> Hey, so, I got a question. Did the, the 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 extensive guest list have anything to do with you know the album being in the works as long as y'all been putting it together? Because this, I mean, Homeboy Sandman, Willie Ave, Dress from Black Sheep, Von P, uh, Boog Brown, Super Dave West, Phil Most Chill, J Live, Count Bass D, Malkovich, Tone Tank, Alexa Lima. Bobby Blue Bland is on this joint. <laughs> and Drez was <laughs> And Drez from Black Sheep. That's that's the big one too. Yeah. Um you know, basically it, it came down to us not really having a budget for marketing. Gotcha. So we decided to um, you know, pull call in those favors that we had accumulated over the years. Yeah. Peyton has a, a considerable more amount under his belt. And uh we were able to, you know, casually kind of break bread and 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 get the right people on the right songs we we curated it pretty carefully um and it was basically our kind of way of like marketing you know just kind of like but you know it wasn't it it all just kind of fits too i I think they fit on the songs everything was was curated you know what i mean the the beats to the concepts and all that it wasn't just like willy-nilly thrown together it was thought out okay so, uh, so how did you guys approach this differently from the first one? 
In, any any different from an approach standpoint, or what you say, P? Um, uh, on the approach, uh, well, I guess not really. I, I mean, uh, not really. Dylan and I are really good friends. Um, everybody that's on the record is a friend of ours. Yeah. Um, so I think just the way we just approach the record, like I think. Like, when we did Studies in Hunger, I guess, okay, here's the thing. When we did Studies in Hunger, uh, if Dylan kind of, you I, I would be fair to say, Dylan, you approached me, right? Like, yo, I don't really remember, but you was like, it was more like a, like, yo, I want you to do a record. How do we figure that out? Well, I don't remember, but either way. I do. Um, <laughs> you do hit it. Well, it was uh, basically how it was supposed to go was back in the day, I was in a group called Intellect and Dirty Digits. I used to rap as intellect when I was getting my nerd my nerd thuggery on. And <laughs> that album was gonna be, you know, we had about we had about eight or nine beats and, and concepts and songs set aside for what was gonna be our second album. Um then the group broke up and so I kinda like took it upon myself to finish what we started and um it was just an ill time man. It, um I had just kinda was really taking the plunge into music and and uh i kind of stepped to pee we were just b- becoming fast friends we had been friends for a minute for a couple years at this point but this was kind of when we took it you know took it to to a different kind of level we made that record in the same room too you know what i mean that was we did it all in studies a space and, and time yeah studies and okay. hunger was done over at bat sauce's crib and and you know over the span of a couple weeks mostly um, oh really? Okay. Yeah. So in Jacksonville, in Jacksonville, yep, yep. Shout out to my brother. Oh, that's Britt. right. That's right. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the you difference for going, the yeah okay it. yeah all right I'm nailing it all right I'm gonna keep going. Uh, so so the difference <laughs> the difference for this record is that at this point you know over the years we've just become you know best friends brothers and. uh so everything is just a little more natural and, and just, right. you know. Um, you know what? Hey, Dylan, let me interject. Can I interject and say that? I think, I think um, when you talk about a post, when you're talking about it, like the first record, you kind of like approached me like, yo, I want to do this record. You wanted me to do the beat, basically. Right. And, and it, was, it was like, I kind of. We came to an agreement. We was, you know, I was like, cool. I was all with it. I was doing, I, I might have still been at the like, I don't know. Was I still doing asthma? But I was definitely doing smile rays at the time. It was it was the smile rays yeah. era, and and you were doing you were DJing for perceptionists and working with acrobatic, real heavy, and all that. Hmm. Um, right on, right on, and uh, and I was probably getting ready to do. Oh, I was. So it was around the same time that my my first solo album came out. So I was doing that. So I was. Yeah, that's right. Because our, our my solo album and your album. So that was like Dylan kind of approached me. Dylan was doing his thing. I had respect for. Um, his uh his his craft and um his youthful approach and uh, it was a, another another cool thing to do i was i was happy to be able to produce a whole project yeah i think that's um, the first time you had produced a whole project for somebody else right more or less yeah probably like a whole yeah yeah a whole yep. project for somebody else yeah yep. finish. yeah that was the first time and and but i think the difference in approach is that so right, I guess when we put that record out, our our friendship became, uh, you know, more. We, we became even better friends. We were talking a lot more and just just dealing with each other a lot more, just in life. 
And this record, I approached you. Remember, doing? I was yeah. like, yo, we got to do another record. Yeah, I, was, I had vowed to not do no more records with you after <laughs> damn. damn damn what what what's the story on that what happened uh, no, no, I don't I'm know just, I'm just goofing Peyton <laughs> said I don't know let's hear it it was hard to finish it was a hard one to finish <laughs> that's funny so yeah no well you know that was when that was when I was the producer and it was more and that was like you know not for nothing but that was like a work for hire situation you yep. brought me in the bowl to do a, a job and you know, whatever we we did, ended up getting getting it done, and I think we both really liked it. I think for me, I, afterwards, I was I was happy with how it came out. I, I really, you know, Dylan is my brother, and I was really happy at the music that we made together, and uh, and the energy that we had that we were able to when we, when we got together that we were able to bring. We um, and I think I was just thinking, you know. I was, at the time, I remember, like, maybe a year after that or whatever, I was just wanting to be more busy, and I'm always like, okay, I need to pick, I need to be doing this, and I need to be doing that, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, I'm doing all these other, getting ready to pick up all these other projects, and I'm like, but really, oh, shit, I should probably, we should, I should do something again with Dylan, because that was like, I really, that was a really good project, I don't know what right. got going on, I think at the time, Dylan was, you were starting to work with other producers, you know, other friends of ours, you were working with Matt Moore, you had yep. uh, Fast Boss. And I kind of swooped in, like, hey, man, like, we really did a good record. We had a good thing going there. We should probably, uh, let's try to do, let's try to do it again. And that was what became Food Chain. And actually, that's also the conversation that became Full Plate, if I'm not yep. mistaken. More or less. Dope. All right. So I, I've yeah, got Yeah, so, you know, it was like we did something, and then it was like, oh, you know, and I was like, you know, he hired me, kind of, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm fully on board. Like, let's do this. Let's partner up. Let's do this. Right. Yeah, well, basically what happened was um, a couple years ago, we got the digital rights back from to Studies in Hunger. The label that we put it out on was called Domination. Uh, shout out to DJ Fisher. No doubt. And, uh... And they folded, and we got the digital rights back. And I was just going to, you know, pop it up on YouTube or iTunes or whatever, whatever. And uh, Peyton and I ha- kind of had a conversation about it, and we were just like, look, this is the time to just jump off this little label that we've been talking about over right. the years. And and, um, and that's how the oven mitts transpired, and that's how we yeah, – that was hot. the first little full plate, kind of testing the waters and see what the response would be and, and – um, yeah, it was a whole process coming up with the name and then the logo and and right. then so who did the logo? Oh, shout out to the brother Ken Ski who does right, pretty good. much all our work, including that I grew up on tape shirt that oh, you're wearing right there. Yeah, my friend. I, I, I'm representing the night, Peyton. I I got one of your shirts oh! on because you're not here right now. <laughs> so 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 not only is uh, is Dylan dipped and head to toe with That's right. with, with the lob, the the lobby lob. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm rep- I'm re- representing for a year because you're not you're not here, Peyton. So, hey, I knew. And shout out it, and shout out to y'all for being label mates, and I didn't even know it. I <laughs> domination wreck. Yup. Yeah, I did not know that. That's I did news not to know me that. Too. That's and, crazy. And, and you know, uh, Mr. DJ Pockets in the building, and yes, he and is. Not for nothing. When uh, when we approached, it was Peyton's idea for for <clears throat> for us to shop the record to Domination back in oh eight oh nine. Okay. And based on the fact that Count Base D was a part of Domination, was mm-hmm. putting projects out with them. That was the that was what put it over the top for me to be like, all right, well, I can mess with them if they're running with Count. Right. Right. And yeah. and uh, and I met Pocket and Count the night of the album release party for Studies and Hunger, oh, December eighth, okay. two thousand nine. That's wow. 
Bang, bong, bong. So, Peyton, what were you going to say? I think we oh, all, I think we all collectively cut you off. But, like true. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, I got the little lag time, but I, I do. Uh, I, I don't. I, that's interesting, Dylan. I don't remember being the one that said that uh, you should shop at the domination, but I'll take that. Um, I wanted to say that Dylan earlier said he was wearing a. Uh, a uh, lobster polo shirt, a uh, Ralph Lauren lobster shirt. Watercolor. That I, that I got him. It's, I just want to say that's a testament to our friendship. Like, I, I bought him that. Yeah, like, Pete don't I, get nothing for nobody. And I saw a lobster on a polo shirt, and I said, Lord, I don't, it, it wasn't even my size. I was like, I don't really wear lobster. I was like, but man, I got to buy this. My friend. This is a testament to the, to the friendship, of the Dylan and Peyton Locke friendship. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Hey, now I almost did that same thing, but I don't know Dylan that well. I, I, well, I didn't at the time, <laughs> but I was in uh, I was in Marshalls and saw a, a lobster themed polo shirt. And since I didn't know him that well at the time, I just sent him a picture of it. True that. And, <laughs> I already had it though, so we good. We all good. <laughs> I let him know I was thinking about him, respect, man. It's, respect, respect. You know, you know. So Peyton, how did you guys meet? I was- how did you and Dylan meet? Let's get that story. Oh, this is a great story. Uh, I'm going to let you tell it. Yeah, you remember? All right, all right. <laughs> this is a good one. So it was the year was uh, 2004, and I was in college at the University of Florida. See, um, I grew up in Jacksonville, kind of idolizing Asimov, DJ Therapy. For those who don't know, Peyton Locke used to be DJ right. Therapy AKA. in the group called Asimov along with Willie Evans Jr. And and um, basically, I moved away from Jacksonville, though, when I was 17 to go to school. So I never went to the rap shows. I never went to the cave, which is where the hip-hop night in Duval was. I, never, I didn't know anybody in the scene like that because mm. I moved away when I was young and I lived on the south side. And Jacksonville super spread out, so... So anyway, I was in school and I was uh, I had pressed up my first little single myself on vinyl. I turned 18. I got a credit card out this bitch and I pressed <laughs> up some wax and and uh, I brought it up. I brought a couple copies up to Music and Memories, P. Uh, shout out to Music and Memories, the old spot on Beach Boulevard, the ill little record spot. And uh, Ray, right. Ray, who ran Music and Memories, see, he DJed my high school uh, prom. So, you know, I had the end with Ray. <laughs> And I was like, Ray, I got these records, man. You know, I, I, you know, I pressed them up myself, yada, yada. And he was like, hold it. And, you know, put it on. He wanted to play it first before he made sure it was, it was all right. He's like, well, the hip-hop kid's going to like this. I'll buy a couple copies. So somehow, oh, uh, so Basic. I like that impression. DJ, that yeah, it was pretty good. So DJ Basic of Asimov. Uh, he was my man because he would come up to UF and DJ all the B-Boy events. And I was in this hip-hop club uh-huh. at UF called the Hip-Hop Collective. And I was a inter- you know I was hosting these B-Boy jams and stuff when I was in school, you know, doing little rap battles and whatever. And I gave Basic a copy of, the, of my single that I pressed up. And Basic put it on Skill Center Radio, which is... Which is uh, not something too different from Southern Vanguard. It was like a bootleg kind of recorded radio show. Right. And I remember distinctly. Yeah, we bootleg as fuck. That's right. <laughs> out here. Um, I remember distinctly uh, Peyton telling me that he caught wind of, of my single via basics via via the radio show and he said he said who's this dude he said he said his exact words were oh there's a dude from jacksonville that raps like that 
yeah, I need to meet this dude and tell him he's whack. <laughs> he said, he's all right. He's all right, but he's whack, though. I need to meet him. So, so I remember. That sounds like the Peyton Lock yeah. I know. So I remember driving in. That's right. I drove in to Jacksonville. I went to the, to the Regency Mall and went to Sabaro Pizza, got me a little slice of pizza and waited on Peyton to, to return my phone call. He lived about 10 minutes from the mall. And I drove over to Pea's crib and I brought him some... Uh, Brought him the record and uh, and I bought a beat off him that I never ended up even using. But uh, and uh-huh. and I remember P like uh, kind of showed me. You showed me the drums that you had used for it and the sample and oh, all that. Shit. And I was just kind of like flabbergasted because I had never really, you know, I was like nineteen Seen somebody years break old. It down like yeah, that I never. Yeah. I didn't really know. I was oh, you know, I'm an MC first, so I didn't really yeah, know the whole. Dope. So it was that was the first day we met. We smoked a little roach out the ashtray, and uh, and I remember distinctly being like, P kind of looked at me, he said, "You smoke?" And he looked at me, and I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right," because I thought we we wasn't gonna be able to be friends if you don't get down like that. And I was like, no, no, we good, we good, we good. So that was that was when we met for the first time. That's what's up, yup. So now, so so Peyton, is that? I would say is, this. Look, one, one more thing is that Dylan. Uh, he said he bought a beat from me. I never forget that one. And he was young to me, you know, he was like a younger dude to me, and I was, and I was excited to work with somebody, you know, a little younger, and um, I was really impressed with how well he had his business together, which is probably why we have a business together now, is he came to my house, and he was buying a beat, but he had, he had a check already, and the check had his name on it, but it was like some hip-hop shit, it was like, uh. like his hip-hop villain, like, but it, it was a, it was check was like on intellect or something, like, it was like, it was like an intellect check with like some sort of like a custom like paper check. Yeah, I was just like, damn, like <laughs> now they got lobsters on it, but that's what's up. I remember being like pretty impressed. I was like, oh, man, he got his own check, man, like, his own intellect check, man. That's He's cool. like, let me get that check. <laughs> you got a check? Let me get that check. <laughs> So Peyton, you broke you broke down that the record. Cool. So so Peyton, you broke <laughs> right. <laughs> so Peyton, so you broke down the record for him, huh? You showed him like what you use on the beat and all that shit. Like what? What? Why did you do that? Yeah. Was, was he just asking questions? Or you I just, didn't ask nothing either. You just yeah. He was just feeling it. Uh, you know, you know, you know what it is. I'm a record dude. Like yeah. um, you are all this hip hop stuff. I'm just like uh, a record dude. This is why I, I, I kind of branch out in a lot of different areas with the rapping and the production and DJing. Right. I'm kind of first and foremost a, a music collector and archivist and, and I primarily focus on vinyl. So that's just kind of my the interaction with me. If you come to my studio, I'm gonna try to I'm just gonna do that because that's what I wanna do and that's what I think is cool. And I think I just wanna show him the record. I didn't I don't even think I even thought about whether or not he would think it was cool or whether he would understand it. I was just kinda like that's kinda who I am. I was just like, yo and I even remember it was that Al Cooper record. It was that uh what friends are for, some shit like that. It's like a black and white record. And yep, so it was the gospel record. A, That's where the drums were. You know, I had a copy out the cover. It was it was all warped up, but I caught the little the loop on there. And I don't remember what the drums was from, but yeah, you already know, man. I'm a record dude, so right. like. Uh, yeah, I've been knowing John. Record. I've been knowing John yeah. for 20 years. He just did that same shit to me like two weeks ago. Yeah, right. Like, oh, like, like, I I really, like I really give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> that's how me and that's how me and uh and John uh, connected. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Like, nah. Uh, nah, but it's real shit though. Went, 
Yeah, the first time I went to John Doe's crib, uh, uh, I had the um, we we did a trade. I was just talking, talking to you about it. We traded for um, you needed the Hard to Obtain album. I had the promo double album, yep. the rap album. Yeah. And and I for some reason needed the third bass derelict and dialect <laughs> album. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a smooth, even trade right there, and, and you know it was awesome, awesome vinyl record. I, I I just think that that trade is still is hilarious. I mean, hard to obtain for third base there. That's dope. That's dope. Sealed though. Record. Sealed. It was sealed. Crispy. Yeah, right. uh, no doubt. It was no. I'm glad you remember that. It was sealed, and I still I broke the seal, but it's still in the string. And yeah. you know that record's all right. It's not that great, and neither is hard to say. I think hard to say though, kind of a better had a lot more longevity but moving right along whatever. yeah no no it's all right it's nah all right. but it was uh it was it was amazing john you i think john did us like that the whole high risk album uh we would get a lesson in how the beat that you just rapped over came to life so we were like yeah. we were like see this is where i took it from and then but i flipped it and then when i flipped <laughs> it out. I right. found the drums. I put these drums. Yeah, these are the drums right here, but I chopped them up kind of crazy, though. Right. So then the combination of the joint and the drums, and then you and Mello got on it, and shit's crazy. Like, like we going to do this for every record, kid? Like, yes, yes, we are, because I, I don't have anybody to show it to. I'm, 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 so, right. I'm so excited about the creation. I'm just like, ah, this shit came out kind of dumb. Look how we put this together, you know? So, anyway. So, after hip-hop, man. Hell so, yeah. You know what's cool right. about that is, so, these days, Dylan makes beats as well. I mean, I made all the right. beats on the Spoo Chain album, you know, that we did, but he actually makes beats as well for himself and 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 does beat sets out loud. And, you know, when we met and we came over my house and I was doing that different, as he said, he really didn't have much idea about that. But now, you know, that man's out there buying records from Gene Brown oh, yeah. and stuff and flipping hot beats, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So. So, you know, you know. He buying a record from Jane Brown. He got paper. <laughs> <laughs> he got paper, son. What y'all talking about? Man. <laughs> Ain't no dollar wow. cracks with Jane Brown. That's dope. I will say, I will say, uh, I will say one thing that was cool. The first time that, uh, that, that Peyton and I met, he was talking about that trade. Because he, he came over to the crib. I got Man, I don't even remember how we hooked up, Peyton, honestly. But y'all, y'all were just in town, and you, you, you guys mobbed up to Atlanta and came over to the crib, yeah. and uh, Peyton gave me one of the, the better compliments I've gotten when flipping through my record collection because oh. it, it, it wasn't organized for shit, and it still isn't. And, and Peyton was like, he's like, you know what, man? He's like, you know what's dope about this? He's like, you've got, like, like you know, these killer records, like right next to like some regular ass records, he's like, "There's no, rhyme or, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to this. You you really can't, you, you can't tell where all, where the hot shit stash or where right. the okie doke shit stash, right? You know." So I was like, "It actually made me happy about my disorganization. It's the only time I've been happy about being Yo, was disorganized." This when, when I got the beats from Willie F, was, was I think it, it was? Yeah, I think it was the same trip. Oh mm. snap, that's yeah. crazy! No, 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 no. This no. is a, this is another trip. Okay. This is another no, trip. No, no, that was a slightly, slightly later trip. But uh, hey, John, maybe we did we? I don't know, but did we meet through Mr. J? I don't know. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. Shout out to Mr. J. Damn. Shout out to Mr. J in Portland, who's probably not listening to this. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> probably not. That's great. That's right, Mr. J. Holy shit, man. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, fuck. My body. I still see him when I do shows out there. Man, Mr. J let us come through uh, Georgia Tech Radio and rob them blind one night <laughs> before they before they oops <laughs> before they shut down that show over there, man. Mr. J was like, "There you go, fellas." Yeah, the, the best hours. was the best was is when because I'm sure that a number of folks had been through that collection yeah. before, but the best was is when I rolled up and I brought the portable. Yeah, and I, I distinctly remembered I pulled this Mike Clark record. That had breaks. So I, I pulled some shit, and I think Jay was over there like they was hot. They were hot. They're like, man, what, what the fuck is that? I'm just like, hey, man, Oop. There's, there's still some joints there. There's still some joints. Yeah, Jay will forever be dope so, for that. Anyway, Peyton, let me ask you this: What's a Bostonian? How does a Bostonian get to Jacksonville? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. You, you got to go through Chicago first. You got to go through the rough west side of Chicago first. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself ready, which is funny because yeah, I was born and raised in Boston, um, which where in lies my ties to like people like Acrobatic and Mr. Lift and Edon and such. Okay, and um, I ended up uh, in uh, in high school. I ended up doing sophomore, junior, like sophomore year of high school. I moved to Chicago from Boston. I'd always lived in Boston in in, uh, in, in Dorchester, and. Acrobatic and I was, were, were good friends when I was a kid. Like when we was like 80s, in the 80s, we was friends, um, and we grew up together. And so then I moved to Chicago just because my folks was moving to Chicago for for their job stuff. And I, that was a kind of a culture shock at the time. Cause Boston's a city, but it's a real you know East Coast city. It's uh, you know Boston's a lot of Irish, a lot mm. of immigrants. Chicago, not so much. Chicago is a lot more, a lot more black, a lot more. Um, Get, a lot more gang related. Absolutely. Um, mm. And I moved out there, and also, you know, Chicago has this sort of history of a uh, of, uh, sort of uh, blacks from the south moving up there and, mm-hmm. and being there. So the there migration. was almost a southernness that I got uh, accustomed to for the first time ever in Chicago. Okay. And then, being that I was, you know, then all of a sudden uh, being subjected to all this wildness of the environment of Chicago at the time, I ended up like kind of fucking up and having to follow my parents on the next move, which I wasn't supposed to, but I ended up just moving out into, like, Jacksonville. At the time, I remember them being like, we're moving to Jacksonville, and I was just like, well, where, where, where the hell is that? Like, what is that? Where is that? Um, and then I ended up just moving moving down here, and, uh, yeah, and just then ever since, I uh, realized, you know, certain things about life, like... Uh, cost of living mm-hmm. versus career and other sorts of adult eating things. I, I kind of got a taste of being an adult and just a uh, different life down here. So I still travel a lot. That's my job. But I've, I've lived here ever since. Um, okay. I've lived here about, oh, I've lived here quite a, quite a, quite a while now. Was, your, fir- years, was your first so. impression a good one or did it, did it take some getting used to? It definitely took getting used to and it still does. And I don't even think, I'm the type of person that doesn't, get used to things that I don't want to. So, <laughs> like, uh, I still Ain't don't know how to get truth. around certain parts of Jacksonville, and I never will care to know. Yeah. But I think, you know, yeah, there's a difference. I mean, you, I get here and, boom, rebel flags everywhere, you oh know. My God. And, and, I mean, for me, it was culture shock because I hadn't been around rednecks. I hadn't been around, uh, you know, my family <laughs> on my pop side like Baltimore, Virginia, DMV area. Okay. So I've never been around really far, you know, a southern culture. 
Real rednecks. Well, people are people. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, 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 and you know, and, and, and Southern Blacks and, and, and all that, and just the, um, the difference, it, you know. But here's the thing, I guess, just to sum it up, is that people are people no matter where you go. No I matter mean, what, yeah. I travel quite a, quite a bit. And, yeah, being from Boston, I think uh, for somebody who's maybe a more of a normal in-the-box thinker, they would be like, have some sort of like, I know people come from the North, and they just like, oh, I want to get back up North, and I always talk about North. And people know I want to get to the south, and to me, it's it's neither here nor there. It's merely a difference in environment. Right. Um, I like the rain. It rains a lot in Jacksonville, so it works out. Okay. Um, right. The records aren't too bad in the south people, either, right? I tell people I live in my house. I don't live in Jacksonville. I just live in my house. Just right. live in your house. Yeah. I live in the world. Yeah. And I live in my house. No doubt. That's what's up. You know, re- re- record shopping was is a plus, right? In the south, uh, probably you know in the late nineties too, right, P? Yeah, it was. It was the. Yeah. That's another thing. I came here. I was like, "Oh wow, there's there's a lot of records here. I'm about, right. to, I'm about to hang around here for a minute." <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right. you know, you know, beautiful people and crazy people are everywhere. So it's, that's kind of what it is to me. I don't really. Sometimes I and when I when I need to be around, you know what's here's an interesting. The other day I just realized I wasn't feeling too well, and I was like, "Man, I really could go for some really good." simple sort of Thai soup right now. Okay. And in that moment, I realized that when I'm in Brooklyn, which I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, I realized, oh, snap, that's like a five-minute call away for some really quality Thai simple soup that I might want. Like just a broth, like a chicken rice situation or whatever, something real simple. And I could get something really that I really, really want if I was in Brooklyn. And I was like, wow, I kind of ran into, you know, damn it, that soup. The closest place is horrendous. Like they, I, got, I ended up getting a soup, and it was like grease soup. It was the worst. Oh, and God. That moment made me feel, I felt some kind of way, maybe for the first time in a long time, about like, oh, you know, in this moment, I would have not minded been in the tri-state area, but, you know. Hey, right, right, right. right. <laughs> so speaking couldn't of... Get the soup that, uh, so couldn't get the quality down. soup I wanted, you know. Was, you know, soup down here just... Mad thick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually I'm a trying great. Trying to keep it food related. No, 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 I like that. That's actually that's actually a great uh, transition. A great, great transition because I want to talk to I want to talk to this guy right here about this food shit and this this chef shit and this plates and crates yeah. shit. Right. I don't think I've ever gotten the real story. Like, I still don't understand it. I still don't fully understand the lobster thing. Oh, none of us do. Okay. okay. Only Robbie Dom understands. Okay. All right. So we don't have to necessarily get into that. But I do want to ask how and what and why and where you got into food. Were you and are you actually a chef? Like, how do you know how to do all this shit? Because I don't under, I don't, I've never been able to piece it together i will well to be brief um i've always had an obsession with food i I was i was a little butterball growing up my little nickname around the block was dilly willy cupcake they used to make fun of me you You uh you you wore (laughs) i'm putting that out there because i finally overcome yeah i used to husky i used to hit the husky section i still rock i used to hit the husky (laughs) section Huskies, you know yes. Okay. So I've always been obsessed with food. Yeah, my, uh, my mom is a master cook. She had a restaurant God when I was a kid. Um, she had a little soup spot 
uh, back to the soup. My mom had a little soup restaurant in Jacksonville that she opened up my senior year of high school. It was called Your Soup Du Jour. And her mama had a restaurant, uh, rest in peace to my nanny. She had a restaurant in the middle of central Florida in a, in a little one red light town called Wildwood. And her restaurant was called The Skunk's Nest. And, oh, the, and, and she had a sign. The sign on, 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 for, for her restaurant said, uh, fat sandwiches, cold beer, and lousy service. So, nice. so that's, where, that's where I come from. Those are my roots. You know, um, with the food, and so yo. Let me just say, just 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 following you on Facebook and the gram and all that, and, and when you talk about your grandmother, she seemed like one of the illest individuals. Oh, she was raw. Yo, B. Yo, I love to see that, man. Yo, I love that. She would, she would, you know, in her last couple days, you know, her last days on this earth, she had a fifth hidden everywhere in the house. <laughs> she would always ask me to bring her a little something, you know what I'm saying? When scotch, I make right? Scotch, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Scotch, hard body. Definitely into the scotch. Um but anyway, I, I didn't cook or anything until I went to college. Um and then I and uh it was in, in college my freshman year I started waiting tables at I was at a Japanese steakhouse. Um that's what I had been I always worked all through high school. I worked every weekend in high school and I worked full time through college. Okay. I was always about, you know, I always wanted a little paper, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, basically, long story short, my freshman year of college, the the restaurant I was working at um, got robbed. And all the chefs, all the hibachi chefs, the teppanyaki chefs, they left the restaurant because the owner couldn't pay him for a little while as he got his feet back. Hold so, on now. Were you there when they got robbed? Nah. Okay. Um, I was, I was, I was gone. But, um... That would be a whole other story. Right. But uh, so anyway, the owner, I was I was I had just turned 18 at the time and the owner couldn't speak English. It was a family owned Chinese restaurant. The owner asked me, you know, if I if, if I would stay um, all summer after my freshman year of college and he would train me how to be a teppanyaki chef. And so I kind of jumped on the opportunity. Um, and so all summer I cooked every day, seven days a week and I had to eat what I cook. So I got I got good pretty quickly. <laughs> um, right. But, yeah, so I did that all through college. Um, full-time, five days a week, I was a teppanyaki chef. So you were dude. just into it, or you were just like, this is how I'm going to get some money? Like uh, this, well, It was this, a little this... bit of both. Okay. I, was, I was also young and idealistic. I was trying to help out this family. You know, it was okay. a little bit of everything. Okay, okay. Um, and, uh, and it was just an interesting opportunity, you know. Right. Um, and that's actually how I linked up with Chuck D., Long story short, oh, I was going to uh, ask you about that. So yeah, I'm glad you um, brought that up. My, uh, I was taking this this class um, at, at UF, and um, he had come he as a panel. It was a hip hop and politics course. It was my uh, senior year, maybe my junior year. I think it was my senior year. And Chuck D had come to our to our class to speak. Whatever she was friends with the professor who was actually Batan's cousin. From Slum Village, wow. long Damn, story short, random. and married to Boots Riley. What? It's, it's like a weird, wow. it's like a wild, huh. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so my professor, knowing you know how into everything I was, she brought right. Chuck to my restaurant for dinner. What? Trying just on the strength, you know. No. And so I got to cook for him, and and that was really that was an ill scenario. And uh, we've we've kept up ever since. That's how I got him on Studies in Hunger. It was at that moment at the dinner table when I'm cooking for him. I'm like, look, I'm working on this album. 
it's 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 gonna be a minute, but I'm gonna need you to get on it. You know, here are your scallops. <laughs> Here's your salmon. He has he has salmon and scallops, and then he had he had some sushi that I made him too. A, su- a spicy salmon hand roll. I remember vividly. Nice. Um, so yeah, so that was like my experience um, in the back of the house cooking. Um, and then when I graduated, I moved up to Atlanta. Um, I was invited up here by Arc the Finger Records, now defunct yes. ATF to uh, play the very first A3C festival back in, I think it was 04 at that Arc point. Arc the Finger now known as A3C. Yeah, they, they made that transition, right. Um, and, and my first job in Atlanta was working at this really nice restaurant. What's that, P? I didn't say shit. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, my first job was working at this restaurant called Murphy's, which is a really dope um, right. kind of high-end spot in Virginia Highland. Yeah. And... Um, and I was a, a waiter there, but I was in the back of the house like all the time, like working in the kitchen. The chefs loved me because I knew how to cut and I knew how to, right. to, to do kitchen work and whatnot. I could speak right. Spanish pretty well, so I got along with everybody. And so that really kind of got me into the fancier side of things right. like, where I really kind of got a taste for truffle oils and, and, right. and you know, gazpachos and stuff like that. Right. Um, so that, that's kind of the foundation of... of my cooking roots and whatnot. And then it's just kind of progressed over the years. Right. Um, Plates and crates actually came as an idea before full plate. A full plate is a derivation of plates and crates. Cause I came up okay. with the, with the, with the notion of, of something that was um, food and records. That was just kind of like, those are the two things I like. Yeah. So for, for people that don't know, explain what plates and crates yeah, okay. is. Okay. So plates and crates is a, is a quasi monthly dinner party. Uh, that I've been throwing at my crib in Atlanta for uh, about a year. Um, it's it has some pretty wild moments, some great times. It's a pop-up record shop yeah. where I have vendors come through, buy, sell, trade records, and uh, I have DJs playing classy stuff. And, and usually the records they're playing, they'll sell them right off the platter. Right. And then I do a, a, you know, a four-course vegan uh, feast. And uh, Count Base D kind of became my sous chef, and, yeah, and we kind of parted up. I don't know that story. Yeah, um, like the third, the third event, the third plates and crates I threw, which was last December of 2014. Um, I invited him out, and he came through. And I was, I had it at an actual restaurant because it was winter time, and I couldn't do it at my crib because it was too cold out. Oh, really? And yeah. um, he wrote, man. Count Bass is such a class act. This dude wrote me a, a handwritten thank you card that I got in the mail, like thanking me for inviting him out and uh, and whatnot. And he said, you know, I almost wish I had an apron. I would have jumped back there and helped you out. And I was like, word, because I needed the help too. I needed a sous chef. I was still kind of getting my, you know, feet in the like. Didn't really know what I was doing, more or less. And it turned into like thirty people, and it's a lot. It was just me by myself. Wow. Right. And so from there, everyone huh. he's been my right hand, and um, and that is count uh, sous chef worthy. Like, oh yeah, no, he's he nice. What the fuck he oh doing? yeah, he's nice. Like, he and, ain't back there making peanut butter and jelly. Oh no, no, no. Count would tell you, <laughs> count is a is count is a mafia chef. Count is into classic <laughs> Italian dishes with no really? frills. Yeah, he's straight mafia okay. style, and. Uh, and so the, the, that transitioned into the instantly new tour, just because we were able to, to work under high pressure situations. He invited me to to, to hit the road with right. him, but but yeah, so that's that's plates and crates, and and my obsession with food, and and uh, 
And somehow, you know, I just fuse the two together. I just do what I want. I do what I want. Great events, man. Yeah, you was out there with, with your wife, uh, Natalie. I have, I, have, I, have two, I have two plates and crates story. The first, the first one is, the first one that I went to, I actually DJed it. Did I DJ at it? No, I didn't DJ at it. It was just me and Nat. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever told you this story. No. Nope. But I actually dislocated my shoulder at your house that oh, night. Did you fall down the stairs? I did. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I did. So he got to so work on those stairs. Everybody. So, so, so here's the kicker. <laughs> Damn, the kicker. I'm glad you didn't tell me that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So here's the. Have I told you this story? Yeah, you did. Okay, you did. So <laughs> I'm laughing so, my ass Plates, crates, and brakes. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I get here, and you know, first off, you know, my wife is absolutely fucking loving it, right? It's like people are cooking. They're, she's a very social person. Right. So she has no problem diving in and asking everybody the most personal question that she can think to ask. Right. That's my wife, right? So, so we're good there. Uh, I meet Oxygen, Ox from Soundside oh, for yeah, the first time. Oh, yeah, he's slaying it that night, He too. was killing it. I met, I met him. Uh, let's see here. Was that the first night that I met? Trackstar was probably out there that uh, night. I did, I, I did not meet Track that night. I met him. I met him the night that I played, I think, okay. actually. Anyway. So, uh, so, so the food started coming out, got my plate. I was going outside. It actually stopped raining. Oh, the stairs get slippery. No, no, no. I took my plate outside and then I went back in to, to, to use the bathroom, came back out and the whole, I'm very, usually I'm very conscious about that shit, right? Okay. It's raining. The stairs are, are wet. I mean, I have three kids, right? So I'm always like hypersensitive about how can someone get hurt? Right. True. And I'm, I'm paranoid like that anyway. So I, I know that the steps are wet. So like the whole night I'm going up and down the steps holding the left and the right side of the rail. I bet like, you had your plate this time. No, no, I didn't have my plate this time. What happened is, is I went down the stairs and I was holding on to the left and right and I slipped. Well, when I slipped, what do you do when you slip and you're holding on to something? Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't let go. Right. So what happens? You. <laughs> right. So this Damn. guy right here. Is it better? I, it's finally getting better. Damn! So I've, I've never, I've never dislocated anything before. Damn, you've you guys, been, you been sitting on a torn rotator cuff for. Almost. You guys, you guys ever dislocated your shoulder? Never. Okay, Is that this, shit hurts like a motherfucker. No I believe it. So I was, so I was sitting there, and actually, you know, it's funny. I think Trackstar and his wife were like actually behind me at the time, and they were like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay." And I'm really thinking, "No, I'm not fucking okay." No. So I'm like sitting there, like. Fuck, I can't move my arm. Damn. So I'm like, do I go? What do I do? Do I go home? You got the lobster checkbook with you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need that cake, son. We're going to need that paper, son. So so I'm just like, all right, I think this thing is dislocated. I've heard about, you know, shoulders just slipping back into place. Maybe somehow it will pop back into place and we'll be cool. I can at least finish out the night. So I like, I like, you know, I actually go back to, you know, the, the table, sit down with Nat. Uh, I can't remember who was sitting at the table with us. And I was like, holy shit, this shit is hurting like a motherfucker. I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to make it. And then I don't know. You know what I think I did, actually? I think I reached to grab my fork. And, is that- and the shit went right back in. And I was like, right, damn, I'm good. <laughs> and it felt fine. I could fucking move it. I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm good, man. We'll, we'll at least get through the night. 
And um, now Wait, the next morning, tragedy and triumph. Right, exact tragedy and triumph. <laughs> tragedy and triumph. Got to eat the, all in one week. Exactly. That's that's how we do. Yeah, got, got to eat the lobster roll. Got to have the dessert. Ooh, that was got, the lobster roll night. Yeah, that yeah. Was a you you, night. you right for sticking around. <laughs> exactly, though. Exactly. I wouldn't have left either. That was a good night. That was an epic one. That was a great night. Yeah. So anyway, so so that's my first story. So anyway, my my shoulder's fine, but I do have some sort of nerve thing going on. But I don't think there's really anything that ain't you can on me it. though. I don't know about the nerves. My, my, my arm, my arm just falls asleep when I go to bed. So anyway, we'll figure that out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the other the other thing is the other thing is it, the, the so the second time I went, I actually DJed. Yeah, that was right? the pizza party. Was that the last? That one? That was the pizza party. Yeah. And number ten. Yes, and the speaker fell. I don't even know if you know this. Or Nobody not. told me that the speaker fell off of the because you know you, you have you have a speaker on top of the. That's um, what happened. Oh, that makes sense. It hit sense. you in your shoulder, John. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. So luck, so, so P, luck was on my side this time. Uh, thankfully, I was bending like down on like on the other side of the turntables to pull out a record. You know, like, thank God we actually had, you know, th- at this night you actually play records and you just don't have a laptop up. Because if I hadn't been bending, right all, right or, all. you know what I mean? If I hadn't right, been bending over to get the record, I may have got caught a speaker on my head. <laughs> so anyway, so the speaker fell. You know, nothing happened to the turntables, at least that I could see. The, t- the, the table didn't break. Like, the music stopped for like 20 seconds and we got that shit right. But you, no one even knew yeah, except for the eight people that were in there. Wow. That's crazy. I'm glad y'all didn't tell me either of those stories. (laughs) That's good. Now, did something happen? Are you wondering about... Here's what I'm thinking, Dylan. Here's what I'm thinking, Dylan. John Doe can't come to no more places. Right. <laughs> I mean, clearly he's a liability. Clearly right. he's, he needs to keep his southern vanguard up. <laughs> and to the family and friends out there, wear, wear your okay. grippiest uh-huh. shoes and a yeah. helmet yes. to place in crazy. That's about right. <laughs> I think I, I grip shoes and a helmet. Now I think we were rocking a little too hard that night, right? Uh, Maybe so. That was yeah. the that was the last one yeah. that we did. So that was I know we went hard. That was in a the great paint. night though. Yamin was playing, kerosene was playing, had the pizza party. Yeah. That was a that was a yeah. great night, man. That was a Good great night. Times. We we maybe we'll have one here in the uh in the, in, in the, the Southern Vanguard Estate. <laughs> hey, little out there in Radio World, y'all know how good how, how good they living out. Here. <laughs> okay, next next topic. Anyway, cannot talk about our dope money so, exploits. Right. So <laughs> again, I wish my life was that cool. But uh, Meeks is talking about mermaids and shit out here before. Uh, yeah, man, I, and I'm still waiting on them two drinks I ordered. Yeah, exactly. Like, Meeks showed hours up ago, man. Meeks showed up and ordered two mai tais and said, "You're the good fucking service luck, buddy. around here is fuck. Good fucking luck." <laughs> But yo, right, um, so, I asked I asked Peyton about a Bostonian being in Jacksonville. What's up with what's up with a Jacksonvillean being in ATL? Uh, well, you know, um, basically, I had graduated University of Florida, and I was I was um, in this little group at the time. Yeah, I was rapping as Intellect, and ATF invited us up to the first A three C. And when we got off the stage, you know, Brian Knott, shout out to Brian Knott. A3C, he said, uh, you know, if you move up here, we'll sign you. And, you know, back then that meant, you know, n- you're not going to get uh, any yeah. money. You're just right. going to sign your name mm-hmm. on something. And, right. and, and We'll put out your records. Yeah. Right. So that's that's what I did. I just moved up here right after graduating in, in 05. And um, thank you. 
And that's pretty much the story. I've been here for 10 years. That's what's up. Atlanta's grown on me. So, Dylan. Was it the first visit that did it? No, nah, it was just the fact that I that it was an opportunity to pursue music, really. Gotcha. It could have yeah. been could have been anywhere. Right. Um, but that was just the, the first opportunity I had, and, and I just took it and ran with it. It was, gotcha. it was close enough that it wasn't a major leap financially, you know, to, right. to drive six hours up. And, you know, my grandparents were still in Jacksonville at the time, so I kind of wanted to be close to them because I knew they were right. on the way out. And, uh, yeah. And it's yeah, I, I love the A man. It's growing on me a lot. Okay, cool. It's a good spot. Hey, so um, real real quick, looping back around to count uh, in the 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 tour. Talk to us a little bit about that, like how the tour went, because um, you're, you're pretty much fresh off that, and now you're kind of rolling into, into this release. Exactly. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I basically wanted my first little kind of welcome home to be the album release party, and and mm-hmm. I've been keeping a low profile since I've been back, but. Yeah. yeah, man, the instantly new tour. Shout out to Count Base D, the absolute incomparable gentleman. Um, I'm, it was the absolute time of my life. Um, we 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 played forty cities and, and we were all over from east to west, north man, to south. Did that shit. I ate lobsters in Maine. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, smoked reefer at the Golden Gate Bridge and 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 <laughs> took selfies at the Grand Canyon. We we did it all, man. Yeah, it was that shit. It was a hell of a ride, That's man. And uh it was my first real tour um in that regard, so it was nice to get get those chops. You know, uh Peyton stays on the road more or less and and a, a lot of reason why uh Food Chain took so long to finish was because Peyton had a lot of touring. Oh. Uh, with Edan, with the perceptionist, with mm-hmm. Cut Chemist, right? Uh, DJ talk Shadow, about that in a yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so you know, um, the instantly new tour was absolutely fantastic. Shout out to Thrash Flow, who rolled with us and and helped us keep our sanity and and count our money. And no, uh, no doubt, yeah, man, it was it was amazing, man. The time of my life. And we did a we did two plates and crates on the road. We did one in Jacksonville. Uh, where we did like an outdoor kind of cookout plates and crates, uh-huh. and we did one. We did a brunch in Buffalo, New York. That uh-huh. uh, unless some wild shit happens over the next couple of days, like that was the greatest day of my life, yo. That's what's up. We really? were in a million dollar restaurant that I had full control over. No shit. I had a staff of ten people. They they what? they bought every ingredient I needed. They sold fifty tickets ahead of time without me having to market or promote it or anything. Wow. So. It was the it was a wild day, yo. Man, shout those guys out. Yeah, hydraulic hearth in Buffalo. Okay, Um, Count's booking agent, uh, Deep Thinker Records. They're based out of Buffalo, right? And we were gonna do a a little event at his uh, at their spot. They have like a small storefront, and uh, the booking agent was kind of mentioning it to to a couple friends of his just in conversation and and one of the dudes was like well we got to do it at my restaurant it just so happened he was he had a restaurant and he was a big count bass fan so so he just kind of took it over from there and so hospitable yo like it was the illest b it was insane that's what's up so um what was the um what was the most unexpected thing that happened to you on the tour good or bad uh when we had a Monday night show in Minneapolis at uh, at Seventh Street Entry, which is the uh, the the side venue of was First Avenue or right. uh, with the Prince Purple Rain oh, yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. Right. and uh, and you know 
the big homie slug came out from atmosphere just on the humble you know oh, there's about shit. 40 people in the room and he just came out on the strength like yo i got a babysitter so that was that was definitely an unexpected That's moment and, and a humbling moment on a monday night that you know a couple weeks after prince died too. yeah it was, it was yeah that was a whole wild thing we went to paisley park the next day and, and right and did it up so yeah, that was, that was definitely one of them. A couple others. Give, other. the, give me the good, bad, and the ugly from the tour. The ugly was the police, man. They didn't like our minivan at all for really? whatever yeah. reason. It was mainly in the was middle it of white America. And unmarked? Is that what it was? No, it was. It was uh, just it, you know. I seen that minivan. There was nothing that stood out about yeah, it. Yeah, but for whatever reason, they didn't like us. But it's not like we were doing anything. We right. didn't have no bodies in the trunk or nothing. Right. Um, that was that was probably the worst part. Um, the best part was just um, being able to 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 do do what I do, man, night after night, and and get better at it, get yeah. polished, and 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 you right. know get those chops up and and meet people, and you know one one person in Philadelphia the last night of the show, she came she had come out and she didn't know Count Base D, she didn't know Dylan, she knew plates and crates, mm, so no she came shit. out on the strength of that. So that was, that was kind of wild that on the last show that just to just to because she was like a chef she's like a vegan okay. chef so it was pretty interesting to 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 see the reach that it has and and um that's yeah. ill that's really ill that's it's pretty wild man so 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 Peyton what kind of advice did you give this guy when you heard he was going on doing a doing a forty date tour giving your uh, giving your resume and your background with being on the road well. Yeah, I remember, uh, Dylan, you remember my advice, and it was given to you over and over, even though you didn't ask for it. I kept saying, just just be cool and go with the flow and yep. make sure you're available and and you're you're on top of your, your shit and you're doing what you should be doing and you're doing some extra shit yeah. and you're uh, being a team player. Yeah, I did my and, best. And that, that's not something I thought Dylan didn't already know or he's not already naturally good at. Maybe I was telling him that to remind myself. Right. Mm. Right. I try to put the support in opening support. Right. I, I definitely did my best. Right. Right. I try to be cognizant of that. No doubt. Shout out to Count Base. He's a, he's a good dude to work for, man. I would do it all over again without changing nothing, man. Absolutely. So, and Peyton. Just, and just also, I was telling you, Dylan, you know, just to rock that shit. I think I kept saying rock that shit. Yep. He's rocking that shit, feeling that shit, you know? He said, make sure you shout out Peyton Locke every chance you get. <laughs> Dylan, you going out on the, the second part? I, I hope so. I don't know. We, we'll see. Okay. We All shall right. see. That's what's up. So, Peyton, what's the last tour you were out? What's the last the last real kind of serious run you were, you were on? Was it the was it the Cut Chemist Shadow um, thing? or? Uh... Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to. I mean, since then. Uh, me and he did a string of things over in uh, the UK. I remember we did a couple of trips over the UK, and one of them was maybe five or something shows. So like back to back to back, and I, that was since then. Gotcha. Was it? I, yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. So that, and that, I know. So the last thing I, I probably did was me and Don went over to uh, the UK and did like maybe five or six shows, something like that. And and one of them was uh, like a Lex Records show, so it was like specifically. Specifically for their crime, it was so it was a cool run. Um, okay. But like as far as like tour, yeah, it was uh, it was that uh, the the uh, the uh, Renegades of Rhythm tour. So how did you get looped into that? Um, 
Uh, I'm not. With me and Don have done the show that we do on a run with Cut before with Cut Chemist before. Um, yeah, okay. the brain freeze tour. Did this one, we did something called Tunnel Vision, and that was um that was all West Coast. Okay. And uh, and I think that was a few years back. And so when it came time for Renegade the Rhythm Tour to go go about and cut and shadow I think they were discussing you know how they wanted the tour to go I think our name just you know our name came up and they gave us a call and we were we were like yeah let's, all right let's do it you know yeah so now how, what what's uh what's your Edon's history specifically um we've been friends uh for a long time you know here's the thing I, I fly like I tell a lot of stories uh I get I get lost uh, in in the, the, the in the timing of things, but okay, we've been friends for at this point probably since around two thousand or somewhere around there, maybe okay, um, maybe a little bit after that. Um, I I uh, I was in New York, and, I mean rather in Boston, and he came out to a show with Asimov, and we sort of hit, hit it off from there, and uh, as friends, and so we would just get up when I was in Boston, because at the time he lived in Boston, and then around the time I was getting ready to put out, I was working on my first solo album, he was just like, uh, Dagger, who he was touring with before, who was also a friend of mine, I've done some production work for us from Boston, shout out Dag, um, Dag was like, I... Uh, doing something else. He was basically not going to be touring no more. He was just like, I'm, you know, I'm not doing that. Okay. So he was like, yo, you want to go out on the road? Uh, and, and I was like, yeah, cause I was getting, you know, ready to drop a solo record. I was like, perfect, you know? So, and then we just started putting, uh, tweaking the show that he was already doing and adding my stuff. And we started coming up with another show. And ever since then, we've just been doing that and sort of expounding on that. So usually when I go out touring these days, it's usually with Edon. Now, were you guys on the Brain Freeze tour, or did you just do spot dates, or, or, or had you tour with Cut and Shadow before? Nah, nah. Okay. I, I've, I've known Cut. Funny thing is, I've known Cut a long time. I've known Cut since the '90s when he was with Jurassic Five, Heavy, and when he was with Ultimately and stuff. He came. He had come to Jacksonville. We went digging, and we just okay. have been in touch ever since. Gotcha. Okay. So. There was that. So me, Cut, and I always known each other. So it was never like we didn't know. And, and Cut and E is real close, and Cut Shadow is real close. Right. So far as like that's sort of like the connection with that. It's kind of like you know, um, I think specifically Cut might have been like, Yo, Shadow, I think it should be E and Payton. And I think you know, Shadow was probably like, Cool, Cut called E, and then he called me, and you know, right. Um, yeah, and you know that was cool because you know, record record dude. All together, you know, that was one. You know, everybody loves records. I don't know, that, that bunch right, <laughs> right there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and truth be told, and truth be told, like, he's on, that's how me and, he and I, you know, outside of other, you know, things, and why we became friends. Because I make music with my friends, and I tour with my friends. Like, you know, I work with Dylan, I work with Willie Evans, and I work with Egon, Acrobatic, Mr. Lift. These guys are like guys that I, like, know their parents and stuff. You know, right, so, right, right, right. Like, all, like... No you know, just you know, that's how I've always made music. I've been lucky enough to be surrounded with like my friends are like incredible, and mm. seems like every new friend I make is like some like you know, crazy dude. So like, so yeah. So ever since then, just like ever since I've known he's just like we've been you know friends, and we, we 
talk about whatever, and we did a lot of records and all that, and then just for making the music, uh, the music, we, we line up with a lot of philosophies and stuff, and so I spent a lot of time actually building with him up in, uh, up in New York, and just uh, trying to create and stuff, so... So we actually have a record together uh, that uh, took years to make to uh, like a song that we just um, finished not too long ago after I mean, like a couple of years. Wh- One song. When is that? Is this coming out? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's coming out on my next record, um, which is, I guess, we could talk about at some point or whatever. But yeah, I'm putting out a record called Dance in My Grave. Well, you know, we we do yep. have a radio show that we do here, and if you're if you're so compelled to send that over for us so to play, you know, please uh, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for please, sure. please please feel free to do that tonight. Tonight, what we is just like uh, we just go out and you know we do these shows here. So, you know, we talk about records all the time, and then occasionally it's like yo, know, these shows or whatever, and, and oh, let's make this. So that's that. So I, I wouldn't do it justice without asking because the last two people that we had on the show, uh, we had Thez one. Beat me to we, this shit. I'll, I'll I, heard the, the, I heard the uh-uh. Thez one. I heard the Thez one nah. interview, and I heard the um, I was talking about something, 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 and uh, me she's like, yeah, the oven mitts. You know what I'm saying? I heard that. I heard also. Yeah, so 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 Peyton, <laughs> what's your um, what's your take on all this shit with Bambada, man? Given you basically, oh, it, we're, oh, we're, we're we're on the tour. A lot of stuff like, oh man, I had all this stuff that was so much more fun to talk about. Bambada, um, that's a good question for me because I did this the Renegades and Rhythm tour. I, I, I know, guess, that's you know, why I'm asking enough. you. I know. That's why That's why we're asking, right? Because, well, th- there's no Yeah, Fair th- enough. I guess I'll say this. I'll start by saying this. I have, um, hmm, huh. Well, where should I start? Maybe I should start. Personally, I was handed a form maybe around. 98, 99, my man was like, you know, starting up this, you know, the, the Zoom chapter and here is this form and stuff and, and, and check out all this and here's this paper and all this paperwork and stuff and get down with the Zulu Nation. And, and, and certainly I feel like I live some of the principles of the Zulu Nation regardless. I just live yeah, it yeah. regardless. But I remember being like, hey man, I'm not signing no nothing. Like I don't sign paperwork. I'm not with that. And I was like, so I'm not doing that. So I had to climb that from other things. Now, let me say, when you ask about Bam, I assume you're referring to uh, child molestation accusations? Yes. Mm. I have a child, you know, I have a daughter. And to know me is to know that she means everything to me. Yeah. So, um, as a father, no amount of no amount of anything, cultural significance, historical importance, humanitarian uh, predominance, none of that. Yeah. None of that will weigh anything against an, such an accusation if my child makes it. Right. So, and I'm a, you know, a citizen of, of, of the planet and the universe, and I very much consult, so consider myself like uh, a person of planet Earth rather than a person of Jacksonville or America or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so everyone else's children and every other human child is like my own. So I, I can only condemn any of that. And, and uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not with none of that. And I don't really, I don't even care about the hip hop aspect that comes into the conversation. 
it doesn't matter to me what you do in your in your life. Right. It doesn't mm. it doesn't matter when you do that. So, but you know, beyond that, what you know, what do I know? I'm sitting in my house. I, what do I know? What do I? What do any of us know? We know what the uh, what I guess what you know the internet tells us. Right. I don't know. Uh, maybe you pick up a magazine or turn on a television, you find the news, and maybe you talk to people that might have some accounts. But right. It's uh, it's a hard thing processing any sort of news. Right. Um, so, Peyton, so you don't have an account knowledge of, so, right. you know, but I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a parent, so I don't care about nothing else besides justice for, for, the, for any child that's been, uh, had to go through anything like that. That's what's up. So, so mm. Peyton, I, I guess to be a little bit more specific, what was really interesting about the interview that we had with Thez and then the, the, the week before we interviewed Methuselah, who, um, Pretty much ran formally ran the um, the Atlanta chapter of uh, the mm-hmm. Universal Zulu Nation here, but what Thez was saying yep. and, and, and Methuselah had an interesting perspective on things, and Thez had virtually the same perspective, pretty mo- much. more or less about. I think Thez was a little bit more direct and um, definitely uh, just just heated pa- and, and passionate about it yeah completely but, horrified but by but, the but, whole but shit. Well, i think what surprised b- both of us meeks and i, I don't want to speak for you but i think what surprised us the most was thez was talking about being on tour with uh certain people um in the community and hearing these rumors like even you know like you know 10 and 15 years ago you know being over in europe and hearing these mm-hmm. these these, these yep. rumors and you know, thinking that they were so ludicrous that, like, you know, you just hear some shit like that. Like, someone might as well be uh, be saying, like, they just told you that they murdered somebody, right? Uh, that That's kind of the level that mm. something like that is on. And uh, I guess what my question to you was, being you were somewhat kind of, uh, you know, close to uh bambata history and lineage and you were right, in a lot right, of conversations right. if you were you ever privy or ever hear anything that was remotely close to what well, they're saying went well, on or I to, before i had anything to do with like being known as like therapy or like whatever just you know we're just running around like in the 90s i would hear not rumors of molestation but yeah i would hear rumors of like uh uh alternative lifestyle or whatever right like, right right uh, right uh, yeah, you, gay or whatever. I yeah, don't know. yeah. You heard that about right. you heard so, that about Flash and all the, all all those guys from back then, right? Yeah, that's yeah, whatever, man. And yeah. you know, right? You know, exactly. That when you hear that, that's not the same thing. Number one, you know what I'm saying, right? Right. And you know, at, at best, that's just a point of just humor, I guess. You know what I'm saying, right? Um, so you know, it's just a, it's just a comedy thing or whatever. Now, I never, I personally, I personally. <laughs> Uh, never heard, like, anything like that, like some kids. Like, I didn't hear that until, you know, I clicked on the same thing that everybody else clicked on, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, okay. um, Now, you know, and I, I use my words on purpose, but, uh, you know, I did, now I will say this, though, I, I did meet Bambada, um for the first time, whatever that Renegades was looking for was a year and a half ago, two years ago, a year and a half ago, yeah. three years ago, something like that. So I met him in New York because he came to both shows, which was, you know, prior to any of knowledge of this. And life's an interesting thing how you look at it, but in, in humans, I'm not the type of person like who who puts much past people. So I I 
kind of, if you were to say the worst about a human, I would not be flabbergasted, no matter who right. a human is. Right, right. Um, so, uh, but when I met him, he came out to the show, I was very excited that he had decided that he didn't have to be at these shows. These weren't shows right. he had to be at. Absolutely. He decided to sit up there and, and preside as the godfather and sort of co-sign on these shows, and that was a big moment. And afterwards, I happened to be just walking around, and I ran into him, and he was very complimentary about the show, and it made me feel great that uh, somebody right. who had such a hand in creating the idea of the culture, what I do, especially what I do as far as the records. This is a whole other thing. But, you know, Bam mm. always championed the idea of the records, and I'm just into the records. Right. So it just meant a lot to me that he, that he liked it. You know, and um, and then he thought it was good, and that was that. He was, you know, he was sure. About it. it was very respectful. Nothing weird happened. He was just like, sure, sure. Bro, you know, he was said like, you know, he, I remember he was like, yo, he was like, you brothers, you know, blew the roof off the mother, you know, saying something, yeah, you know, yeah. very, <laughs> very fucking cool. And uh, you know, and then this comes out, but but you know, I would just, I would just want to say that I'm the type of person that uh, that. I don't expect much, unfortunately, right now of humans. So, right. True. And, Say uh, that shit again. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's fucked up. There's a lot. Here, there's man. so much that could be said about it. There's so much that I could say, but I would just say that I, I don't put anything past any person. And I believe very strongly in karma and yin and yang. And, uh, and, and that, that people haven't quite got it together yet. And, yeah. And that the world is complex, and that people are, are complex. And uh, yeah, beyond that, it's just—it's obviously very unfortunate, and uh, it's whack, you know. Yeah. But I—I I really hope that uh, everybody involved will deal with it uh, the way it should be dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and that's really up to each human. I don't know. Yeah. So so what so what's up with this new record, Peyton? Ah, uh, man, it's called Ben Bottom Let Us Down. This motherfucker, man. Oh, my God. I'm out, yo. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I'm out, yo. Yo, Meek signing out. I gotta go. I don't know, you know. I'm driving home. Like I said, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, um, and if you to know me is like hip hop's an extension of my actual existence, you know. Like I actually, there's not much pretentious with me with with the, with the, with the idea of this uh, the quote unquote culture of hip hop. I mean, I don't live all aspects of it, but certainly fundamentals. I just kind of just man, I do it every day regardless. So I don't put too much stock in a sort of I'm hip hop. I you know right. I'm as hip hop as I am Peyton. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a father, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's more significant in my life than anything else, especially when that's something that I actively work at, even, even in a mental, in a, in a mental way. So it's like hip hop, I just kind of breathe it and do it. I just kind of let it be what it is. Being a father is something that is, is, is much more important to me. So right. as a dad, I'm putting out a record called, Dad's gonna try not to let you down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. <laughs> You're stupid. It's called Dance on My Grave. And uh, that's the first time I'm telling anybody that, like, uh-huh. on a public forum. Right. Why not? And, uh, it's an ill time. And I'm, I'm actually 
just about finished with it. And, uh, yeah, so just keeping it, you know, keeping it moving up, you know. So you produced all of it? You did, you did all the beats or you have guest production or what's the deal? You know, I did all the beats. I okay. did all the beats again. Um, right. I, the song that I did with Edan, uh, we co-produced. Okay. And I have a song with Willie that I've already produced, but I would like for him to come in and try to co-produce it just for the idea of Yin and Yang. And okay. Two, two rather than one thing being like that on the album. But, right. uh, yeah, but for the most part, I just produced it, and it's mostly just me rhyming again. Like, um, okay. I called all my friends for Dylan's album, so I don't. I couldn't call him. A Dylan. I don't have right, any more favors right. left. He had to call me. <laughs> so, um, so, 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 when's this dropping? This so, fall, yeah. like in the winter? When, when's it? When can we expect this? Um, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm putting it out with uh, a label in Atlanta, actually, and uh, it's free enough. So, um, um, but we'll talk about that. You know, saying okay. probably soon, if all hopefully. Right. Sometime in the end of the sometime, but right. right now, you know, I'm still trying to ride the wave of this food chain. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yes, yeah, ride the wave know. of my rhymes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping to get on tour with you know Dylan. Dylan and I have never toured together before. That's so right. Put me cool. on, P. Put me on. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, man. Dress. Dress. My man, Tough Junkie, who, who's a really dope producer and MC who lives here in Jacksonville, too. Um, outside of Willie Evans, he's the other cat in Jacksonville. That's my man who's really ill, and I'm just waiting for him to just let everybody else know. But uh, he um, he did a show with Dredd like years ago, and like the day after, he know, as an OG, he know how I'm in the Dredd, like, you know, like I'm in the Black Sheep and all that and all stuff when it came out and all that came up on it. So he was like, yo, I got dreads over here. I want to, you know, you want to hit some deep. So he brought them over to my house. Like, the next day, just on some, like, it was some really cool. Like, a young cat who had this opportunity and brought him around to me was like, yo, I know you really going to appreciate this. So, mm. yeah, me and dreads hit it off. And, uh, and uh, so I, when, I, when I'm in New York, you know, I go to the studio with him. You know, I meet him in Manhattan. We go to the studio in Manhattan. Jerome be there, you know. And it's, uh, the real family affair. It's real cool. And over the years, Trez and I have become really, 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 mm. really cool, man. Like, that's my brother. Like, that's my big brother. He's great. He's a amazing dude. Amazing all around. He's a great guy. He's a legendary MC. I'm just very blessed to even be able to, you know, call him up and ask Word. him anything. So Now, Trez is going to be yeah, at this they, they, He'll be here he on Wednesday. He out with him in Manhattan. He just was like, you know, he was like, oh, play me some beats. I remember... You know, I always feel like it's like when I'm doing stuff with Dredd, I feel like I'm even going a little bit back more to there. Like, we're in a studio in Manhattan. Like, he's booking studio time. Like, right. it's not like the, you know, even to hear the beat. Like, you know, I guess we, he could have just came to the crib, you know, and could have just done it in Brooklyn or something. He was like, now nah, let's go to the studio. Just so we can hear the beat, you know. He could pick out the beat and shit. So, you gotcha. know. All right. Watch it. Uh, yeah. They so, picked it out. I didn't expect him to pick out that one, and they crushed it. And that was really, that was fun. Yeah, that's so fire. Yeah. yeah. So Dres is going to be at the release party this Wednesday. Yeah, Dres right? will be here on Wednesday, just yeah, a couple nice. days. All right. Hell yeah. And uh, we're working on a video oh. on Thursday. We're going to do the video for the Humdinger. That's the oh, song shit, on, right. on Food Chain with him and Super dope. Dave West. Dope, dope. So, right. yo, speaking about Dave, Super what, Dave West bombing. Yeah, yeah. That's what's right. A, yeah, tell us a little bit about Dave. I always, I've been curious about that. How, how, how did that happen? Your relationship well, with Dave? Well, Dave. Uh, 
Man, shout out to the good brother, Super Dave West, man. One of my mentors in this fucking game. And uh, I met him. Yo, it's it's such a funny story meeting him. Um, I ran into him here in Atlanta in about 2008. And uh, I was at the spot. I was at uh, I was at Django. You remember when Django oh, yeah. used to pop off? Yes, sir. And uh, it was it was um, I think it was Premier who was DJing. You remember they used to have the Heineken? Wow, we were at that show. Yeah, they used to have yeah. the Heineken Free Nights, and J Rock did one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, I think it was the Premier one, and they had free mojitos. And, and there's this long ass line for mojitos, yo. And I turn around. And it's this dude in like this fucking like glamorous like fur coat with the collar, like the fox collar and shit. Just he was just glowing, yo. And and I usually don't come out my face and say nothing to nobody. Usually I just, you know, I'm short, man. I'm about five, six, seven and a half. You know, I keep to myself. But I turn around and I I just saw this dude. And I was just like, I, I literally was just like, yo. Who are you? Yeah, who the yeah, fuck are you? I swear to God. And he was like, yo, peace, my name's Dave West. He always wait. He give it a couple seconds at Dave West. And I said, oh, shit, Super Dave West? Because, you know, I was, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a liner notes nerd yeah, like yeah. all of us here, yes, I imagine. And, and I was very familiar with his his work with Dayla and, and with Fife Dog and, and yep. this, that, and the third. And, and from there, I just, I got his number, man, because um, we were talking about, some somehow I said something about yeah these mojitos man it's cool when you drink because it's like fresh mint and it's like an actual herb it's like it's it's like kind of good for you and he's like right. oh word yeah. I'm trying to get my juice on like let me get your number let's talk and it was really on some like juice oh, really? and shit we were talking about like wheatgrass and shit oh really and uh, and, and yeah man and we just we hit it off man um he came through the crib and uh, did some skits for me for the Southern Scramble. Right. Uh, which was like my this little mixtape I did when I was kind of getting my feet wet after the ATF label had folded. Right. And I had dropped the intellect moniker and I was kind of reinventing myself as Dylan or whatever yeah. and, and just kind of navigating through this next phase of my musicianship. And um, and yo, Dave is the funniest dude on the planet. Be like he's well known for his beats and his production and he's a nasty musician an absolute prolific drummer right but this fucking dude is hilarious b like he just he's got jokes just all over the place yeah so that's how we kind of connected was just on the funny and and i just let him just talk shit and, and record it and we we just hit it off like real heavy man and, yeah and from then man we just we spent a lot of time together kicking it I was yeah. living up in Tucker at the time, okay. and he was kind of up 85 a little ways, too. So we were okay. both kind of outside of the area. perimeter. We yeah, were pretty yeah. close to each other. And, um, and man, I was just with him yesterday, man. That's, that's one, of my, one of my best friends on the planet. I absolutely love that dude. He's my big brother and uh, insanely talented vocalist, musician, producer, absolutely. all the way around. So uh, we we've uh, yeah, full play fam, a big, a that, big part of full play. Absolutely full play fam. He's been on pretty much everything I've ever done since I met right. him. Yeah. He was an integral part of Studies and Hunger yep. uh, from the intro. Uh, he's right on the he intro. Full album. And, and and because of his presence on Studies and Hunger, like a big thing with me and Peyton that, that we try to do is is have themes that we kind of continue on as just you know just a way to put our little stamp on things and we made a point of it to, to um 
to to make him a big part of food chain as well as a narrator and a, as a voice so the, right. the 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 record starts off with Dave West pull up a fork pull up a plate right. get a full plate that's right. how food chain starts and and yeah, studies yeah. and hunger starts with Dave and food chain starts with Dave and and um you know uh he he's a secret rapper too, man. He got bars too, so yeah, yeah. you know. We, <laughs> I believe it. this time, you know, he actually did a whole remix of "Studies in Hunger" too. He remixed right. the entire yeah. album, yeah. which you know, who does that? That's insane. For right. you know, nineteen songs, eighteen songs, however many. Um, and and I and I love his his rendition of "Studies in Hunger." It's crazy. We kind of put it together, yeah. together. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm just really happy to have him. On food chain, he's he's narrating it. He's he's background vocals yeah. here and there, kind of salt and pepper all through the album. He's a secret weapon, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's the dude. And I'm so proud of him right now for all the things happening with the new Daylight record, yeah, right. the new Snoop Dogg song. Pain is circulating. Yeah. He's absolutely beasting on that. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Dude, I saw. I heard something at A3C. I think when they were on stage, that was fucking monstrous. I can't, I don't know what joint it was, but holy shit, I can't wait yeah, to hear forget it. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. I can't wait to hear yeah. it. It's going to be good. It's going to be great <laughs> shit, man. Great shit. My man. All right. Yo, Dylan, get back on the food shit, man. Uh, yeah, me, always. Talking to me about your 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 love for the crustacean. The langosta. Yes. And <laughs> and and, That's and, right. and and I think and I think you know, just to top it off, I think there was a time where you you only drank champagne. Oh, that's still like, that's that's still that's always the time. Like, no water or nothing, <laughs> just straight champagne. Sam Pipple. That's right. I'm, what's the, what's what, what's the deal with that? Like like I know I notice you know whenever I see you post you know lobster dishes and whatnot, um, you know <laughs> I might see a hashtag pescetarian or whatever. Is that what you? You know your diet you sticking with these days? Or? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, not for nothing. I don't, I don't be judging nobody on what they eat. I, I hadn't eaten meat in, in quite a while, a little over a decade, and, and okay. pork probably been about fifteen years or something. But you know, I'm from Florida, man. So yeah. I, the seafood, I'm not giving up. You're gonna have to pry that from my cold, dead hands. You'll even dive and get your That's own, right. right? I, I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. I've been down to Key Largo. I've been lobster hunting. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and that was actually on the strength of being Lobster Domus, my, my my old homie from high school, who we don't even kick it like that. It's not like we're like close like that. But he just hit me up. He's like, "Yo, you got to come with me. My family, we go lobster hunting every year. Like, you just got to come." So I, you know, he was, you know, I called his bluff <laughs> when I showed up with the lobster suit, five hundred dollars. Like, let's go. <laughs> But uh, you know what I'm saying, Lobster Domus. Yo, man, I, I I just love what I love about this guy right here is man. You want to talk about someone who keeps it 100 with this <laughs> fucking lobster shit? Yo, man, one thousand, one fucking million, bro. I mean, it, it is. You ain't even is, seen my crib. You it ain't is seen no the, bullshit. I got the fishnet up in the ceiling now with all the lobsters I've trapped over the years. I got it's crazier. Look. Is it true you bathe in salt water? Oh, without <laughs> a doubt, okay. without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. These are just the shit I'm hearing out in the streets. You know, man. you know this the streets is, talk. Yeah, the streets, streets talk, talk about lobby. Streets is watching. Salt water and hot butter, baby. Pop. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, but, I fucking uh, love it. 
No, nah, that's uh, right. Uh, shout out to my ex, though, because the only good thing she ever did for me is when, when we left, she, I had some money in my pockets, and I started eating lobster every day on principle. Basically, Lobster Domus was born. Shout out to my man, Brandon Boyle, Speakeasy Promotions. We the lob what mob. Up, what up, what we up, the motherfucking no lob mob. Yes, and sir. a couple years back, it was wintertime, and I was basically just uh, newly uncuffed. During cuffing season, and and you know when you're uncuffed, you got to get uncut. And uh, basically, I was at five two nine like every night on principle. It don't, I don't care if it was a basement, garage rock, psych show, rap, jazz, acapella. You just group. Out. I was at I was I was at five two nine. Period. That's just where I was at every day. All right. And and um, Octopus Bar, which is the little pop up late night restaurant mm-hmm. that's behind 529. When mm-hmm. you get out the show, there's nowhere else to eat but Octopus Bar. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it was it was one night where I was just, it was a week where it was just every day, we, uh, Brandon and I, we get out the show. And then, uh, you know, because he's working and shit. So mm-hmm. I'm, st- I'm just hanging out there with him, like, whatever. We just hang out late, whatever, and doing shit. And we go over to Octopus Bar. And it just became a point of like, well, let's, I'm gonna just get the most expensive thing on the menu. Like, who cares? Right. Like, I got I got some money in my pocket right now. And then it was like <laughs> three days in a row that I got the lobster roll at Octopus Bar, and, and that's just like twenty two dollars, awesome. baby. Yeah. That shit is fantastic. Wow. Just so y'all out there, so y'all know, the lobster roll they do is a Connecticut style, which is with hot butter and chives, yep. as opposed to a Maine style, which is with the mayo and lemon juice and all that. Yeah. So, yo, B, they had the nice little griddled, griddled bun from Holman it. and Finch. You've had, you know, that shit is you inspired fantastic. Me. No doubt. I, and I didn't even know I was in the octopus bar until I, I looked at the menu. I was like, oh, this is the fucking That's octop- right. That's uh, the I had a lobster roll, please. Right. Wait, is that when we went? That's with when the... we went. Yeah. Ah, okay. Right over there. See how I be That's doing? when I knew exactly what I was getting. I was like, I oh, did this not is realize the spot. That. Yeah. That was the birthplace. So basically, after like three days in a row yeah. of putting this lobster roll on Instagram, I I, I kind of look at Brandon. I'm like, bruh, I done spent a hundred dollars on sandwiches. Like, I guess this will just be my life now. <laughs> so I'm, I made the point of it, and Lobster Domus was born. That's what's up. Um, at Octopus bar that night and and it has taken over from there i had to put him in in the back because you know as soon as he came out he stole all my shine and dylan played the back burner i wasn't really feeling that <laughs> i had to let him i had to let him you know come up and then i had to put him back on the shelf but i mean I'm, he's a rapping lobster yo what can you do with that's that? right and uh he's on food chain it, it was peyton's idea to to put lobby dom on food chain and kind of <laughs> introduce him and, and kind of Show the world what's up, and and I'm sitting on the Lobster Domus record. It's about done. Um, that's Uh-oh. my little magnum opus. That that's Uh-oh. gonna be my solo record where I did all the beats, all the cuts. Oh, shit. I all recorded right. it. I mixed right. it myself. It's it's my little private solo okay. venture. Me and Lobby Dom, and uh, that'll be a full plate. That's coming up. But yeah, that's 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 Lobby Don P <laughs> from Lobtropolis. There's a whole mythology that I've kinda I've kinda crafted and, and, and that's kinda come to me in my sleep. It's a long story. There's Pops or Domus, Mom's or Domus, yep. Sister Domus. I got the whole that's squad. What I mean, man. It's just so thorough, man. It's you know, so thorough from beginning to end. If you anyone ridiculous. who knows me, man, once I start on something, once I go in, I go, go in, all right. the way in. Right. That's why I'm thirty something, still trying to rap <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
right. Yeah. Wait till you get so four. Wait till you I get four to something. I literally instead of had conversations with mutual friends. Like, they're like, yo, like seriously, all jokes aside, you think Dylan's got a problem with his lobster? That's not a problem at all, man. It's a solution. He lives. Nah, can't we? Had, and no, we've always come to the conclusion it's not a problem. He's got this, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. It, <laughs> It took, yeah. It, Lobsters Anonymous. I had to have some. I definitely food chain was a big part of of putting Lobby Dom in the background and and to not to not let him take over too much of the spotlight because you know the ladies love Lobby Dom. They don't really give a fuck about Dylan though. So I gotta. I'm trying to work it out. I'm working through clause. all that. It's the claws. It's the claws, man. man. You know. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, Dylan. I tell you what. I am expecting right now, and I'm going to be. Extremely disappointed. You want a panini? Exactly. <laughs> you you're goddamn you thought right. I was coming through with panini. Where and is all the that? fucking panini machine right now? I should have brought one. Oh, you right. You yeah, right. That's all right. Next let me time. go. Let me go to the Part crib. Two. Set the alarm off Part again. Two. See what y'all got in the kitchen over there. That's what's up. <laughs> that's right. Oh man. I mean, what else you got, man? I mean, you know, you speak up, speak about the paninis. That's got to be the illest shit in the world to go to a rap show. You ain't expecting to get a hot sandwich. I'm waiting for people to start Mid copying show. so I can come through and you know. I know, right? Slam the slam them on the concrete. Well, speaking of speaking of copying, do, do you get any flack for say somebody like uh, uh, Action Bronson uh, and what he does, like? Are there comparisons uh, I, or? I, oh, I may have heard question. rumors here and there. You know, it's 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 whatever to me. That I don't even pay attention to, to none of that. I'm older than Action Bronson for one thing, so I don't even really care. I've been doing this. Uh, I don't know. You know, whatever, yo. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I do what I do. Um, I'm yeah. Nah. I yeah. just do what I do. <laughs> I'm 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 really that. yeah yeah. Anyone who hey, knows man, me. Hey, man. No, here we go. Pain will speak up. been on the food tips, everybody know, but it's plenty of room for, for all the foodies to get involved. No doubt. Yeah, well, you know, we're we growing up now. We're getting older, so it's just one of those things, man. To, to be an adult in rap, it, it's just a, it's a natural progression. But uh, I was on it for a long time, and I, I come from those roots. And, and I just have a genuine passion for food. Like, I always right. have from day one, and that's just what I do. That's what's up. Well, not not for nothing. I mean, look, though. Studies, studies and hunger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, studies and hunger and Southern <laughs> Scramble. If you, my my very first mixtape as Dylan, I'm on the cover in the chef hat. That's right. With yeah. with you, if you remember the cover, always. I got the cracked eggs mm, with yeah. money in the cracked eggs. Yeah. So you know, that's yeah. just always been my thing, man. Since since I was a, since I was a young rap lad. <laughs> That's dope. Shout out to all the rap food people. You know? Nah, shout out to none of the rap food people. Shout rap, out to me. Rap foodies. <laughs> rap foodies. Oh, man. Nah, I ain't feeling that. that. I ain't feeling that. <laughs> P, P want to be a foodie now. P called me up a couple weeks ago. He said, yo, Dylan, yo, I'm a foodie now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, word? All right, then. <laughs> Yo, that really happened too. Yeah, that that really really happened. I was like flabbergasted. I was like, for real? Because there was a time when you know when I remember cooking for P one time, and he said, "Oh, what you putting the onion in the? What you gonna do with that onion?" I said, "I'm gonna cook it. Put it. Nah, I don't want the onion. Put my onion on the side." How you gonna put onion on the side? It's all diced up. It's an aromatic, bro. It goes in with the. Let me do what I do. Peyton, what makes you a foodie now? 
Now I'm not a foodie. I'm I'm, I'm always Uh-oh. kind of weirdly enough. I'm I've always been kind of an anti-foodie. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I'm a worky or some whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, I eat as is as always the food. Like I don't celebrate food. Never did like that. But now that I've been working with Dylan for so long, I am you know getting a little older. I do. You know, I'm also mildly sophisticated. I like what I like, you know, and uh, I'm starting to get and try some other things recently. And I was like, yo, Dylan, I'm trying some other things. I'm feeling this cool thing. But I've always, you know, he's always ran with it. Part of the whole starting the full plate for me was always to propel my man Dylan, not only in uh, the music, but but in the food game as well. Like, And, and from jump, I've always explained that, food, uh, that full plate is not really a record label so much as a multimedia platform right, dealing right. with, you know, food, culinary arts, and music as well, and a couple of the two. Yes, so, right. But nonetheless, I don't really, I couldn't, you know, I'm not by any means a food person, but I know a lot more than I let on, you know, whatever. I like to bother Dylan about it and, like, mess with him all the time. <laughs> you know, he Google it yeah, he always stays, you know, he stays. Yeah, what you doing, Dylan? You could just with some arugula? Okay. And usually <laughs> I'll be no, with I'm some arugula. I don't know shit about food. I know, I know a little something about food. That's but I'm, not, I'm by no means a food. You'll never catch, uh, like, my, my no one on my social media, like, me taking a picture of my food, like, yo, check, check this out. I mean, occasionally it's like a, you know, my daughter makes it or something, but I, I'm not <laughs> no. out here trying to display my stand. Well, like that. why bother when your man's fucking making vegan fucking, exactly. uh, you know, cr- I, yeah, I exactly. Yeah. That's funny. I, you know, it's yeah, funny because I, I don't get a, I, I don't, I don't get the wife out to many, many rap or hip hop related functions. She came out to plates and crates though. Came out to that motherfucking plates and crates. That's right. That's what we try to do. That's what we try to do, create an atmosphere for all rap wives. Yeah. <laughs> to f- to wives. feel comfortable. All, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Meeks. I, I think I'm I'm about out. You got anything else for these guys? Nah, man, I'm good, man. It's just uh just just awesome. My first live phoner. Yeah, this, yeah this, we did it. This has actually worked pretty <laughs> this well. Worked yeah, pretty it's well. Dope. It's yeah, dope. This worked pretty well. Hell yeah. So um, let's see here. Before we wrap this thing up, why don't you tell the listeners where they can go to spend their hard-earned money on music or food right. or T-shirts. Pump or their release party, too. Yeah, All that. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, whatever it may be, this is the time to do it. Okay, well, I- I'm going to take advantage of that time then. Um, the-, the Food Chain album release party, years in the making. It is this Wednesday, June 15th at 529 in East Atlanta Village. We got Black Sheep Drez coming in from New York City. We got Peyton Locke and Willie Evans Jr. coming up from Duval. Um, Willie Evans going to be here, Willie too? Evans coming. He's, he's oh, warming shit. up the night with the, right. with the fly audio-visual beat set. Right. He's going to transition into some rap songs. Are you going to see some Dumbtron shit, too? Absolutely. Okay, that, and, right. and, then, and then what's going to happen is all your fucking faces are going to melt when Peyton Locke and Willie Evans combine to form Dumb All right. Yes, sir. And uh, from there, you know, Willie's going to peel off. Peyton's going to move behind the decks, and I'm going to step up to the mic, and we're going to do what we do. Um, but, yeah, that's this Wednesday. I'm very excited about it. If you can't make it to the show, uh, we're running down to the last copies of the vinyl. We're, gonna, we, we're really yeah. down to, like, the last couple copies, and um, you can get them at our website. It's fullplatefam.com. F-A-M dot com, spelled correctly, fullplatefam.com. 
We got vinyl. We got the double CD package with the instrumentals. I'm looking at it right now. That's Very right. Crispy. That's right. We got the cassette. Uh, all with the different artwork, you know, the vinyls, a little bit abridged. There's a there's a song on there that's not on any of the other formats, and the on CD what, on which joint on the vinyl. Oh, we have okay. an instrumental version of something that, with Alexa Lima doing a solo oh, piano really? version. Yeah, okay. um, so yeah, we try to differentiate each physical product a little bit for all the all the uh, completionists out there. So I like sh- that and hate that at the same exactly. time. Exactly, <laughs> and, we, and we love it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, uh, shout out to Cool Calm Pete, who did the artwork for Food Chain mm. and, and, you know, probably one of the collaborators, one of my definitely best friends and, and mentors. I've known him since I was 17 years old. I've known Pete for a long time. All right. And um, he came through in the 11th hour with the Superfly artwork and just Absolutely. really helped the, the album kind of transition and, and, and take it to the next level. Yeah. And um. Yeah, man. All right. Very what, good. What you say, P-Lock? Peyton, you got uh, anything yeah, that you want to run down? Com. You know, everything, everything's there, you know. Uh, say it again, P. Myself. Yeah, say it again. We, we, I think we were talking over you. Say it again. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, fullplatefam.com. Uh, that's, you know, my, my man Dylan and myself, Peyton Lock, we just got, we have a lot of shit going on, but right now it's all about the this food chain LP, and um, we're excited. It, it it has a release date of July first, like commercially worldwide for retail through our distribution app each. Right, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to come rock uh, my brother Dylan on Wednesday in the APL for this release party. Um, coming up with my man, like you said, with my man Willie Ebb, so we gonna rock some Dumbtron shit, and Dumbtron's working on an album too. So <laughs> lots uh, of I things. I can't wait to hear and, that. Uh, Play fam, no. Oh, I should also say, I should also say, um, at this food chain release party, we'll, we're also unveiling uh, our, our the full plate beat tape series that's been a brainchild of full plates from the very beginning. It's called the Clean Plate Club, and it's our wow. instrumental beat tape series um, that's gonna it's gonna feature the homies doing a uh, different volume. Uh, volume one is of course. The God, Peyton Locke. Right. And we got the cassettes on deck. They're actually uh, coming to my doorstep tomorrow. Oh. It's going to be a limited edition. Each tape is 150 pieces. Um, and this is something that we're going to be, uh, you know, doing hopefully every quarter or something like that. We'll, we'll see how quickly it turns around. But very hype about this. The beat tape is crazy. Um, it's it's everything you love about Food Chain, beat-wise, and everything you didn't know, too. It's a very diverse array of Peyton's oh. production skill set. And I'm really happy with the artwork and how it came out. So we hadn't told anybody about it yet. We've been kind of keeping it on the low. Yeah. Um, so I'm really hyped That's about right. that. Go ahead, P. Oh, I was just saying, oh, I forgot this little lag time. But, yeah, no, I was saying, yeah, that the beat tape dropped this Wednesday. And I've been, uh, ever since the Food Chain... Uh, we started working on the pre-orders and all that a couple months ago, a few months ago. I've been working on uh, putting out this beat uh, tape, this clean play club. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. That's going to be available on Wednesday. And I should also mention that we're uh, about to also drop uh, an EP that's called Side Dishes. That's a uh, companion piece to Food Chain. Crazy. So that's about, that's Side pretty dishes. much wrapped up too. 
And it, it's <laughs> it's like it's it's joints that didn't make the album, uh, not because we didn't love them, but because the beats maybe were kind of similar, yeah, just didn't or fit, or similar whatever. concepts, yeah. or we already had a joint like this or whatever. Uh, Yu. Uh, Diamond District DMV oh, is shit. on the record, and he's one of my favorites. And, and uh, it's a it's a fun little companion piece. It picks up where Food Chain ends when Lobby Dom and Dylan get kicked out of the studio at P's crib, <laughs> and then we decide to you know take matters into our own hands from there. So I'm pretty hype about that too. So we got a lot in the works. We're really just trying to keep this momentum going yeah. and not take you know five years to put another record out. We're yes, already sir. five joints into the third album. Oh, and uh, right. so we're really just trying to get it right now is you oh. know once I hit once I hit in these early 30s it's about it's about time to make it happen so <laughs> that's that's what time it is man All full right, please dope. full plate full plate All, All right. right well man Dylan Peyton thank you very much no doubt much man, much appreciated it's been an honor I'm, I'm a fan of the Southern Vanguard <laughs> let me say well we were on the road me, count base <laughs> DNI that this was like the number one thing we listened to yeah. and 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 it's just an honor to be a part of the show i know we've been trying to make this happen for a long time and okay. yeah, yeah. i just kept being like just wait till the yeah, album i've been annoying wait the shit the out of dylan no nah, you can and never then, annoy and then, me bro and then, and then i just then i just stopped and i was like you know what when it, when it's time it's time and, and i called you me. and i hit you up and i it's said it's funny me i don't think i told you this but uh when i talked to dylan i guess what a week ago or two weeks ago it's about two weeks he's like man he's like we've been listening to the show so much he's like i feel like i'm talking to a fucking like he's like it's so weird to be talking to you on the phone yeah, right now because it sounds I've been like southern vanguard <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, like i'm on the show <laughs> it sounds like he's on the radio show when we're <laughs> yeah. talking on the phone yeah that's what's up <laughs> Yeah, man. It's, so it's an honor, yeah. man. Love yeah, what y'all are doing. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out, shout out to, uh, shout out to my man John Doe and me. Shout out to Mello too. The whole prophetics. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's Bam. Dope. Like that. That's yes, what's up. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank y'all, man. It's always good, good to sit down and talk with friends, man. Word yeah. up. So at, at the end of the day, that's really what it kind of comes down to: yeah, friends man. and family, right? We're gonna be no doubt. That Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Look so, thank y'all. DJ Pocket in the house. Yeah. What up, Cooling, chilling. Yeah. All right. We're out of here. Yeah, I think Mr. that's Meeks. a wrap. Yeah, man. We're done. It's another one. Yep. Southern Vanguard Radio, southernvanguard.com. We need it. We are the Southern Vanguard. Peace. Peace.